Good morning. It is so nice to see real faces. The whole postage stamp Zoom works, but it's not, it's not the same. I want to look at a subject. I want to expand on it over the next six weeks. And we want to do this with all ages. And we want to ask this question, which in many ways is the question that everyone in the world is asking at the moment. The question is, what now? And I deliberately say what now, not what next. Often we like the idea of next, but many of us can't predict or guarantee when next begins. But we do have now. So what now? On the way in, you should have received a card with a Bible passage. Did everyone get one? Give, it a, give me a wave. Looks like this, Psalm 39. Uh, I want to look at this in two parts. The first part I want to look at with the children and young people in mind, and then going to expand it with a slightly older audience. But I'll just read this first. And kids, this is for you as well. But now, Lord, what do I hope for? My hope is in you. I want us to expand and explore this over the next six weeks in terms of the subject of what now? What is God doing now? Sometimes I've heard people talk about this year in such a way they just want to get past it. But what if God is present in the now? So for kids, I want to encourage you as you begin to put school kit back together. And some of you are going to school and some of you are staying at home and it's different all over the place. I want to encourage you that you're not alone and that God is with you in your now. And I also want to say, and I'm I'm, I'm saying this to, to all of us, but my illustration will probably make the children laugh more. Sometimes God is doing something and we can't see it. And sometimes it's better than we expect. Sometimes it's better than we expect. I've got a story with an analogy. When I was younger, uh, we always had a cat. And in the morning, one of our chores was to feed the cat. It was even my brother, my sister or, or myself. And I remember waking up early and being tired, often wanting not to get out of bed to get to, ready to go to school. I had to wear a very smart school uniform. You don't have that vibe going on. And I remember being told, you've got to feed the cat first. And I remember the smell of the cat food in my nostrils early in the morning, wafting. Here's my idea. What if it's better than what we expected? What if, like this year, it isn't as bad? What if we assume that it's this, but actually maybe it's not too bad? So this morning, let's find out. Kids, if you've got a cat, don't try this at home. I've got a tin of Friskies mixed grill pate. Apparently it's chicken with a hint of liver and a nice gravy. Maybe like 2020, it looks random and it doesn't sound that good, but maybe it tastes better than what we think. Let's find out. Sarah, can you come and this is one of those ring pull cans. So Sarah's going to open it for me. Now, it would be great fun to ask for volunteers, but in this season of COVID, that doesn't happen. And I'm guessing there's not a great enthusiasm. So, yep, so she's opening the seal. So, you know, maybe like 2020, Maybe the mixed grill with pate, maybe it's not too bad. Should we, should we find out? There's a lot of enthusiasm from some of you. Oh, it's quite, quite gooey. 
I've now got some on my t-shirt. Yeah. I don't like patter usually, but this is okay. Mmm. It's got a strange aftertaste. Maybe what we see isn't the full picture. Maybe there's something else going on. And kids, I want to encourage you. Oh, I need a drink. <laughs> I want to encourage you, and I want to encourage all of us. That maybe there's something better going on that we don't see, we don't know. And in this what now question, I want to encourage us that as we approach this, we approach it with some hope, some possibility and some positivity. Uh, maybe it's not as it, as it appears. Maybe it's not as it seems. What I want to do now is I want to give the kids a gift bag, an activity bag. In there is a word search with words from the psalm that we've just read. So we're going to pass those around now. If any of you are sat in the sun and you didn't bring some water and you're quite hot, there's a ice bucket of water over there. This is a great moment to grab a drink. We're going to pass these around and then we're going to look at this passage in a little bit more depth. So who's passing those around? Where are they? Thank you very much. If you want some water, uh, now's your moment. Some of you are thinking, do English people eat cat food? The answer is not usually. And for those of you that want to know what happened, didn't happen today either. We'll talk later. But like I say, if you've got a cat, don't try it. Kids, don't try that. So now, not next. And I deliberately say now, not next. Next is fun. I love to think about the future. I love to be one of these persons who strategically plans ahead. And I, I approach planning with with a sense of expectation and optimism. Next is exciting. The challenge that we have at the moment in 2020 is we don't know when next might begin. That's a challenge. I wanna encourage us to ask the question of God, what now? I wanna encourage us as individuals, all ages, and then as a group of people together, as a community of people following Jesus as a church, God, what now? How do we do this? Now, I think before we really embrace the now, we need to recognize what has happened and what has gone on. For us personally, as a family, we began 2020, like many of us, with a sense of excitement. Hey, a new year, what's ahead? Many of us probably had that kind of optimism of tone at the beginning of the year when we planned what we wanted to do. For us as a family, we planned to buy a house this spring or summer. We, un we packed up our house two years ago this month. We felt, come on, now's the time in the summer. We had plans and hopes to continue to make and develop friendships. And we also planned to visit my family in England. One of the things that we said we wanted to do is every year visit the family. This year, none of those things has happened. For various reasons and circumstances, they just had a line kind of moved through them all. As a church, we began the year with plans and hopes and dreams. Last year, based on the attendance of people who gathered on a Sunday morning in 2019, we grew 40% from the same 
attendance of 2018. We had a sense of optimism that this is the beginning of a new chapter of growth and possibility. We were looking for new premises and we began that dream of God, where are you leading us to go next? I had a list of evangelistic ideas. How are we going to meet people and tell them about Jesus? And we also wanted to give greater attention to discipleship and small groups. And many of those plans have changed shape considerably. And just in the field and online, you probably had some plans, some hopes, some dreams for 2020. And there probably has been a moment, I'm guessing it's happened by now, where you realize, oh, that's not going to happen, is it? I believe before we embrace the now, we do need to recognize and kind of mourn what has happened or what hasn't happened. Sometimes we carry the unrest of frustration around in us and it prevents us from engaging with the now. I want to encourage you that that's a healthy process to recognize, to name, and then to begin to move on. Many of us love to think about the next, but actually the now is all we have today. It could be said, in many ways, you will never see tomorrow. It will always be today. So what do we need to do? I believe we need to recognize what didn't happen. We need to be present in this moment. We have to be present. We can't just be rushing through to let's get rid of this year. And we need to not rush and not just push things aside and just, oh, I just want to hibernate and wake up another time. No, there's something good happening in this moment. Personally, we will buy a house at some point. It will happen. We have connected with people. The tech has helped us to connect with family and we will visit. As a church, this year, we haven't written the whole year off. This year, we have led people to Christ. We've baptized people. Today, we're going to be celebrating baptism again. We wanted to give attention to groups. And because of the nature of the pandemic, there was this spontaneous idea of circles where we've actually created different kinds of groups, which were led by the people themselves, where we've reached people that previously we weren't reaching and having conversations that we weren't having. So may I encourage you that God is in the now, even when we can't necessarily see or understand what is happening. That same psalm, Psalm 39, in different translations says this. In the NIV, the passage that you've got, it says, but now what do I hope for? My hope is in you. In the New Living Translation, it says, and so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My hope is in you. And in the English Standard Version, and now. Do you hear that sense of determination? I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to rush past. I'm not going to mourn too much. And I'm not going to just plan ahead. And now, this moment, oh Lord, what do I hope for? May we be people who continue to have hope. But ultimately, may we recognize that our hope is in God. Our vision hasn't been put on hold. As I walk into my office, I've got a plaque on the wall that reminds me of our vision. Create environments where people encounter God. I say this is our vision, 
My understanding of scripture is this is God's vision. From the first page to the last page of the Bible, we see from generation, from Genesis to Revelation, there is a story where God continues to create space with the ultimate hope, the ultimate dream, the ultimate goal that people and God will be in relationship with each other. Now, we know that we've messed up and gone wrong, and Jesus makes it possible through his life, death, and resurrection, because ultimately the goal has always been that there would be environments where people and God would be together. This hasn't stopped. This hasn't gone on hold. God is not quarantining. Our values as a church, where we want to be people who give invitations frequently and often, haven't changed. Our desire to grow, recognizing that that's an individual uh, requirement, but also a corporate requirement. We want people to grow in their faith. That hasn't changed. And we want to be a caring community. We want to care for each other and we want to care for those around us. That hasn't changed. What now is as relevant today, perhaps more so, how do we be present and recognize the what now? And I want to encourage you that God is in the now. God is in the present. We had the outdoor worship service in the backyard at Tory Street last week. It was the first time we've done this. It happened online on a Thursday evening. We wanted to maintain online, but we wanted to gather in the backyard and sing and worship. And somebody had the rather pastoral caring idea that we should probably inform the neighbors. And uh, that came to me. That was the care element in the mix. The invitation element in the mix uh, lit off in my head and I said we should go and tell them not just what we're doing but why we're doing it and we should invite them to join us so Rox and myself went and we knocked some doors met some neighbors told them who we are and what we were doing and there was an openness one of the neighbors said I love what happens there sometimes I hear the singing I will sit outside and I will listen there is an openness in the now I had the privilege of leading somebody to Christ around the pond behind where I live this is not the first time that that's happened by having a conversation. And so often we wait for the next. Or when we go back to church, then we could do this. What about the now? I had a conversation with someone two weeks ago. They told me of an illness. I said, I'll pray for them. And they said, I'd be grateful if you would do that in the future. In my mind, I'm thinking, why the future? Why not now? I have hope for the next. But I believe that God is in the now. The now, not next. So how do we do this? We must be present in this moment. And it's a good moment. And God's in it. We must embrace the now and spend too much time trying to shake it off. But ultimately, we must put our hope in God. Don't put your hope anywhere else. Don't make that mistake. You'll only be disappointed. We must put our hope in God. I want to pray. I want to encourage you to take out the, the, the card with the Bible passage on. And children and young people, circle back with me now. I want us all to do this together. This is something that we do together, but there's something in this that's actually very personal as well. So if you can grab that card with that Bible passage. And I want us to pause for a moment. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to pause just for 30, 40 seconds. And I want you to pray, Lord, what's... What's God saying to you in your now? This is for everybody of all ages. This is possibly the most relevant 
idea at the moment that the world is facing, that we find God in the now, in this moment. I want to pray and encourage you just for a moment to pause. Read the passage if it helps you to look over those words. And I'm just going to be quiet for a moment. But now, parents or guardians, if you need to help your children, please do so. I believe God wants to speak to us. Lord, I pray for everyone in the field and everyone online that they would hear your voice. And for some, it may be loud, and for others, it may be a whisper. And they may be asking, God, is that you? Lord, help us to hear and know your voice in the now, in our lives, in our moments when we don't know what or when next begins. Help us to know you in the now. Before we move on, I want to pray for some people, recognizing that there is a very relevant now in this moment that's valid in our prayer for each other. If you're a family and you've got children or teenagers or, or people in their young 20s at university or college, education's a, a, a key moment in the now. I want to pray for people. So if you're a child, or if you're a parent or if you're a teacher, if you work in education, please would you stand? I want to recognize the now that is the new academic time. If you work in education or if you're, if you're a parent, guardian, if you've got children. And for those of us that aren't standing, we're, we're praying for those that are. Lord, we pray for families and for children and for those who serve in education. Lord, we pray for their now. Lord, this unique moment lord we pray goodness we pray protection and we pray father that they that the children would know whether they be schooling at home or in buildings wearing masks lord may they know that you are with them in their now amen why don't you take a seat there's another group of people i recognize in the now this is this is a valid cause. For some people, there is a sense of financial or employment uncertainty that's very real in your now. If you're one of those persons who, and it may be financial, it may be employment uncertainty, I'd love to pray for you. Please, please stand. Lord, we recognize the turbulence of the times. And Father, we ask for your provision. Lord, we ask for your wisdom of stewardship. But also, Lord, we ask for your blessing and grace in decision-making. As people navigate employment and decisions and retirement and investments and how to pay the bills and how to make rent. 
Lord, I pray for your grace and your goodness in this moment, in this now, for the people standing in the field and the people online who are watching thinking, yeah, that's me. Lord, may they know you in this moment of their now, I pray. Amen. Amen. In a moment, we're going to change gear and we're going to move in the direction of baptism. But I want to just tell you a dream I had. Often I wake up early. Sometimes it's annoying. Sometimes it's good. Often I wake up about four with my daily reading. Sometimes I go back to bed and I fall back to sleep. That's a great win. It doesn't always happen. This morning I woke and I laid in bed and I didn't get out of bed. And I had a picture. I don't often have pictures. And it was like I was walking with with God. And I felt God say, I want to walk alongside you. That was it. I want to walk alongside you. It's a beautiful picture. I've got a few days away this week on retreat, and I'm, that's, that's what I'm taking with me. But I share that because I don't know where you are. I don't know who's watching online, who's in the field, whether you feel like God is walking near or whether you feel that God is a long way away. You may not even be convinced you ever walk near with God. I said to you that the vision that I believe is the mission of God that was made possible by Jesus is that there would be these environments where we would encounter him and walk with him. If you aren't walking with him, I want to encourage you this morning to pray, Father, I want to know you. I want you to walk alongside me. It's a simple prayer where we recognize that we have strayed. We're the ones that wander from the path. We've done things that we shouldn't have done. But by the goodness of Jesus, by the grace, by the death and the resurrection of Jesus, he gives us an invitation to come back to the relationship that was always intended. So if you need to say, I want to walk alongside you, very simply, I'm going to pause for a few seconds. Just pray that. I recognize I've strayed, missed the mark, fallen short. Forgive me. I want to walk alongside you. Amen. If you're praying that and it's new, it's fresh, please let, let us know. Let me know. If you're watching online, send us a message, say something on the Facebook comments. When we pray these prayers and we invite Jesus into, into ourselves, when we say, I want to walk alongside you, it's this beginning of this moment. And it is the beginning of a moment where we're following Jesus and we're being saved from the path that was going in one direction to a better path that's going in another direction. And that moment of salvation that begins is personal and it's inside of us. But then there is this next moment where what is happening inside of us comes out and is shown to those around us. And in the New Testament, there is this picture of baptism, which tells this story of an outward expression of what's happening inside. Baptism, there is a moment where we go down in the water and we come up and it symbolizes a washing and a cleansing and a death and an end and a new beginning. And we celebrate baptism because Jesus did it. He did it as an example for us. So this morning, we're going to celebrate baptism. I know that Mike and Jessica are going to be baptized, and I always want to make the invitation for others. But Mike and Jessica, why don't you come and tell us your story, and then I'll explain how we're going to transition from here to the swimming pool. Why don't we, why don't we cheer them? Why don't we, why don't we celebrate this? So I asked them to explain why, what, what's happening inside of them. So they're going to do that. If you stand in between these cables. 
Okay. Can everyone hear me? <laughs> okay. Um, so I was invited by the Gilson family to the Christmas service at South Shore Community Church in 2008. For years, I attended just that one service and did not really understand anything or participate. I was struggling internally with the fact that I came from a Jewish family and upbringing. For years, I chose to ignore Jesus because I did not want my family to be upset or to disown me. It wasn't until 2015 that there was a change in my heart and I decided to become an active member, sorry, of the church alongside with my now husband. I've come to understand that everyone has a background and a future and none of it is in our control. Our stories and journeys were mapped out before we were even born. No matter how hard I fought and tried, I was made to be a God-praising woman and a follower of Jesus. <laughs> Today I'm choosing to be baptized to honor the sacrifice Jesus made and for the blessings he continues to give me daily. Knowing that he is there for me as a father, as a savior, and as a forgiver has healed my heart. I am so thankful for the family he has given me within this community, for the music that brings me so much joy and salvation, and for the constant hope and positive outlook that I have to get through every day. If I could speak to a younger me, I would tell her to stop fighting and that the battle was already won for me on the cross. Um, so I have to go after her, so that's going to be tough. Um, a little bit closer? You got it. Uh, 2015, I took a step into a journey that I knew very little about. From that time, I found a place I felt I belonged to. Prior to South Shore Community Church, I felt lost, discovering who I am, and that God has sacrificed himself for me. Even when I lost my way, he forgave me and embraced me. Back in 2015, I took this journey uh, with my now wife, which I, I thank every day. Uh, we push each other to uh, love Jesus and uh, appreciate his sacrifice and his journey. Uh, today on September 6th, I choose to be baptized to show my appreciation and dedication towards him. Um, thank you, Jesus. Wonderful. Then sit down. It's as simple as that. We're all work in process. We're all working it out. We're all the people that I said a few weeks ago, we're the people that we were saved and we're being saved and we will be saved. If you haven't been baptized and you would like to be, what I like to do is I like to meet with people and explain a little bit about why we believe what we believe and how we do it. If you want to be baptized today, you can and we'll have that conversation next week. I'm happy to flip it the other way around. I always want to make it easy for people to respond to Jesus. So we've got some spare towels. It's quite sunny and warm today. We'll be here again next month. It probably won't be as warm. No pressure, but we're going to celebrate baptism together. What we're going to do now is we're going to end our time here and we're going to gather our belongings and we're going to walk in the direction of the house. We're going to stay socially distant masks on around the lower deck area of the swimming pool and
the friends and family of those who are being baptized can be on the upper deck so they can get a better view. We're going to Facebook live stream. I'm looking and I'm getting a nod of sorts. So let's go with that. Uh, but we're going to move in that direction and then we're going to end. Uh, don't leave. You probably couldn't leave anyway because the cars are jammed in. But we want to celebrate as a family. We want to celebrate baptism together. And like I say, if you haven't been baptized and you would like to be, come and see me around the pool and we'll have a conversation and we'll work out how we can do that. Because it's great as a family to celebrate what God is doing in this moment, in 2020 of all years, in the now. Thank you so much for being with us. Let's go and celebrate baptism together.